hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. This is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. I'm drinking just gin tonight because you made me an excellent gin and tonic. <laughs> and I spilt it. I, yes. I kicked it over before, on the before carpet. Most, any, almost any of it was consumed. It was so, it was so sad. sad. It was some of the, the Hendrix Midsummer, which mm-hmm. is like a limited release. And it was... Which came out last summer. Yeah, so it's it. I saw it this summer too. But oh, did you? Was, yeah, I, did I just not. saw it a few months ago. I haven't actually been to a liquor store in a while. I have been to two since lockdown, and uh, that says some things. I've, I've gone to two liquor stores. I'm the person who goes out of the house. It is. It's true. I have been really just locked down lately, so it's it's fine. It's just kind of how our life works right now and you have to go to work i don't have to go to work so mm-hmm. so while i'm on my, on my way home from work yep i'll swing by the liquor store so hopefully if you catch the the rona mm-hmm. i'll be you know a week or two behind you in the I symptoms i mean i don't know that that's how any of that works but nobody knows how any of it works we'll see that's fine so i mean i, I do like socially distance and wear a mask the whole time i'm out but yeah, I, however, as an introvert, have been like, wait, I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to see people. Yeah, I don't have to go I'm outside in. my house. Like, no one's coming in my house. Like, yes, all of this. Mm-hmm. Sign me the fuck up. And I've been having a great time. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. But anyway, so how's your week going? I mean, I don't. It's almost the end of June. I Time is very weird. I know. I don't I don't know what day it is, let alone what month it is. It's a Sunday. Yeah. June twenty eighth. Sure. Yep, I if think you so. Say so. And it's uh <laughs> it's hot. It's getting hot out there. Yeah, it's very humid. Mm-hmm. Because I mean that's Ohio in right. the summer and mm-hmm. it is the summer. Like the weird thing is like I don't you know, I, I always kind of like landmark the end of school as the beginning of summer. Right, and I school lost that never landmark. really ended. Like, or we just kind of faded in away. March or, yeah. Like, it just kind of faded out this year, and so it's weird. But here we are. So. I mean, whatever. Our, our weeks have been fine. Mm-hmm. The world is still terrible. Yep. Yep. Apparently. Just horrible and awful. Mm-hmm. In many ways. Yes. Like, really, if you have something you don't like about the world... You can find a stunning example of it right now, and that's just it. Do you think the government is inept? Yep, you're you're cool. You you can find evidence <laughs> to that. Do you think the government is overreaching and way too controlling? Sure. Do you think the government's not doing enough? Great. Do you think racism is a problem? Yeah. Oh, obviously there. Do you think racism isn't a problem? Well, you're an idiot. But also, you can find something. Like, it's just amazing. That's what the internet is for. So, yeah. like, it used to be that all these people would just be wrong, like, quietly by themselves. But now all those people can find their community. And they can be wrong so loudly. (laughs) They can be wrong together. They can be wrong together and organize and march and protest and... (sighs) 
guys. To be clear, I want to say that we support Black Lives Matter. Yes. And that we do not think that uh, they are wrong together. They are right together. And yes. I hope they continue yes. to fight. Currently, we're not in a situation where we can safely protest, but we hope to join you someday. Y'all, we're in, like, a position where, like, we're not close to anywhere that a protest would make a significant difference. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're, you know, just kind of, like, cheering from the backgrounds and... Right. I'm sending my postcards. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) making some comments on Facebook posts from people that we know who might actually listen to us who are, you know, just missing the point completely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's what we can do from here in our socially distant environment. But we're trying. Mm -hmm. We're here for you. But, yeah. We don't have a very diverse podcast because, you know, we pasty. Right. We don't have a diverse uh, family. But so. it's okay. I mean, I don't feel guilt about that. But at the same time, like, if anybody wants to come on my podcast, 100%. like, 100%, I'll take any taker to be <laughs> another voice but on this like, podcast. through socially distance and also you have to come to my house, like, at night while my kids are asleep. It's a big ask. I have, I have some ways to get people in, Ooh. but... Yeah, it's complicated. Could we have like a Zoom meeting podcast? That sounds very interesting. Yeah, there's ways of doing that. So that's how you would do it. But anyway, all that to say, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Very much. Our week was fine. Our week was fine because we're just stuck. (sighs) So we watched a movie today. We watched probably the like pinnacle of... Designated parent movie watching. Like, this is the kind of movie that made me get into this, this podcast. Is, this is up there with that Tim Allen movie Zoom. Yes. Oh, it is so <laughs> bad. This movie, you guys. Like, it feels like the pitch meeting was two sentences long. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, it'll be awesome. Right. Because the whole pitch for this movie is gerbil secret agents. Right. They're not no, gerbils. they're not ger- ger- gerbils. They're guinea pigs. They're guinea pigs. I'm going to do this all podcast. Right, they're guinea pigs. The name of this movie is G-Force, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be for guinea pig force. The guinea pig Which force. would be GP-Force, I would say. Right, it's about a team of super spy guinea pigs who do battle with a bad millionaire who wants to conquer the earth by programming all of his home appliances uh, made by his corporation to follow his uh, destruction instructions are you reading that off somewhere is that like a synopsis on imdb (laughs) that's from like roger ebert (laughs) so roger first off you are in the unenviable position of having to have watched this movie Mm -hmm. as we did um it is a 20 something percent on rotten tomatoes yes it is pretty bad it is pretty bad. But the, yet some people liked it. It is star-studded, though. It is. So the voice talent includes... Um, it includes uh, Sam Rockwell, who yes. is fantastic, and he's in some amazing things. Yeah, this was not an amazing this thing, is not but one he of was them. in it. Um, it's got uh, Penelope freaking Cruz. Penelope Cruz. And this was uh, also made in 2009. Yeah, where... That was something. Right. Um, Tracy uh, Morgan's in this, pre-massive car accident thing mm-hmm. that kind of knocked him out for a bit. Um, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage in this movie plays a mole. 
Yes. Like a liter- a literal mole. Yeah, not like... Not a figurative mole, but also... Spoilers. Spoilers. Also a figurative also mole. Also a figurative mole. Um, but he plays, he plays a literal mole, and he t- talks through his nose the whole time. He's super nasal. And I could not place his voice at all. Like, it was and, just on the edge of, like... Yeah, I was like, who is who's that? that? And you were, you looked it up, and you were like, it's Nicolas Cage. And our daughter was like, who's Nicolas Cage? And I was like, somebody who doesn't normally talk through their nose. <laughs> like, it was It was crazy. bonkers. Uh, on the human side of this, mm-hmm. you actually see the faces of Will Arnett, who our kids were really disturbed that he doesn't have a beard. Right. They were like, he doesn't have facial hair at all. That's, That's really so weird. so weird. Well, he's what's, playing an FBI what's agent. What's wrong with him? And they're like, maybe he's evil. I bet he's evil. (laughs) Kind of is. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is in this. Who does have a beard. I mean, I don't think he's allowed to not have a beard. I wouldn't recognize him. I wonder if he looks weird without a beard. Maybe he's like scarred and deformed underneath Or maybe he has a super tiny little pointy chin. Maybe. And his beard, like, he just grows it to... Just rounds it out. Yeah, rounds out out his face. Also, Bill Knightley is in this. Mm -hmm. Bill Knightley is one of those actors, if you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like... He's been in... Yeah, so many things. Like, Love Actually, a couple of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He's been in, um... Was he in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Yeah, he was. He was, um... Oh, my gosh. He was, like, in the third one, I think? I don't know. I don't know. I only saw, like, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie and then no other Pirates of the Caribbean movies. No, that's fine. That's that's a reasonable decision i mean bill knightley was in detective pikachu apparently yeah he was he was in uh he was in the harry potter series he was i mean everyone british was in the harry potter series that's fair like how about we make a movie with only the people who live in indiana and you're like oh there's just there's only so many people yeah like if they would have had one more movie i think they would have had to put madonna in it like it was was not british but was like married to a brit for a while so she counts yeah i guess like it's it's yeah but, I mean, he's he's one of those folks who definitely recognize. And, you know, you just, in the first, like, two minutes, you see all of the face and voice talent. And you're just like, okay, this has potential. Mm-hmm. And then you realize you're watching a movie about guinea pigs. Right. Who can talk to Zach Galifianakis, who are secret agents. Yeah, so... Zach Galifianakis invented this tech that, mm-hmm. like, um, translates the natural language of guinea pigs. Which in my experience animals, is just, like, actually. grunts and squeaks. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't have and a lot moles. of guinea pig experience to human uh, English language. And I assume you could dial it in for other languages. You can be like, click, click, Mandarin. Click, click, Spanish. Click, click. I mean, why would you need to do that? Obviously, there are no other languages in the world because America. But... Penelope Cruz's uh, character, like... Is Ecuadorian? Yeah. She's, like, from Ecuador, and she has an accent, and she says Spanish phrases. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. She By the way, uh, for the record, in Ecuador, guinea pig is considered a a, a delicacy. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a running, I'm going to say, joke. Right. She was rescued from, like, a taco stand. Basically, yeah. In Ecuador. So, so weird. whatever, whatever, but he's, he's augmented these guinea pigs and, and he's given them all this tech. And so the first mission we see them on is they're trying to invade, um, they're invited, invading Bill Knightley's 
compound where he's Billy Lee is the evil millionaire. He's an evil billionaire. He, he uh, makes home appliances. Which, I mean, kind of tracks. Like coffee makers and... Washing machines and washing refrigerators machines, and refrigerators, microwaves. refrigerators, microwaves. Yeah, stuff like that. And he's got something evil going on. He's been, like, using satellites and tech and blah and protocols and whatever they mm-hmm. could throw at the screen in the writer's room to make right. him sound bad. So his plan was that, like, all of his tech is connected. Right. And so, so that your, like, washing machine can talk to your microwave and be like, oh, hey, uh, I don't know, the sheets are taking longer to wash, so, like, maybe don't start that popcorn right away. Like, I don't understand why you want all of these things to talk to each other. Like, I, from a consumer standpoint, I don't understand the benefit. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I have way too many Alexas in our house to be Truly, throwing have, shade on this. we have fucking so many and my kids are all like we have too many and i was like i'm not gonna say we we don't we have one in our thermostat who like always picks up on my voice but then is like un uh but then doesn't pick up on my voice to like stop a thing like she she will start a timer with my voice but then will not stop a timer and then you physically go and touch a timer and like this is why i have a voice activated timer because i'm like that's fair you know, fist deep in pasta, and I can't come and push your button right now. I want fist deep in pasta to be the <laughs> name of your next album. Sure, sure. But anyway, uh, we have too many, and the one that's in the room that I'm in never listens to me. It's, it's always like the room next it's door. It's always the room like two next door. Well, it's we so annoying. At, at this point, we have I think eight active. Alexis, right? And what and what and what benefit do they give us as consumers? I can scream and listen to (laughs) obscure '90s Christian alternative music. It's true from any room in my house. You, uh, that's that's true. That's true. I mean, so that's worth it. That's yeah. Again, screaming and setting timers has been good. Uh, We we use it to figure out which one of our kids is due to pick something. I have a random. They they keep track of the turn based system in our lives because we can't like I don't I don't pay attention to whose turn it is to like pick a show. Mm -hmm. So we have some like pick a show is now a random number generator that just shoots one out, and it's arbitrary and I don't control it. But deal. I did. So that's been good. Uh, Weather. It was the weather. Yeah. I mean, she helps, but at the same time... Sure, sure. I'll be like, hey, uh, digital assistant, put jelly beans on the list. And they'll be like, okay. And then I'll go to the list and it'll be like, belly heans. And I was like, that's not even a thing. <laughs> like, It'll be like, you know, did you want like a waterbed peeler? And I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> True. So, it's it. I mean, she's makes utility, but Bill Knightley is trying mm-hmm. to get all everything together in some sort of for reasons. For reasons, nefarious for, for nefarious reasons. Finger and tempting. The, the and, guinea pigs go in and they infiltrate his his home. Yeah, is it his home it's or his is home. it like a board meeting yes. in his home? It's a board meeting slash press conference. If in you're his an house. evil billionaire, do you have board meetings in your house? Is it more off the grid to be in your house? I or guess. Or less off the grid to be in your house? I don't know. I mean, 
Apple famously built an entire campus that they take people to, but like Tim Cook doesn't live there. He's got a house somewhere else, I assume. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Evil billionaires, weigh in. Like, yeah. Yeah. If Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, like, let us know. How how does this work? I was about to say, I don't think those guys are evil, but then I thought about it about half a second later. Tr- went, truly. Eh, like. Maybe. <laughs> Our kids did find out that Jeff Bezos got divorced and, like, his wife took half his stuff. And they're like, oh, I feel sorry for Jeff Bezos. I'm like, nah, he was cheating on his wife. They're like, oh, I don't feel sorry for him at all. He should have lost everything. I was like, <laughs> damn straight. They're like, good for her. Like, she should have holded on to, and divorced him later when he was worth more. So. Good for so the kids are they're woke or whatever. I don't. Know. I don't, I don't know, know what they are. They have opinions though. But they are very revenge oriented, so yeah. I give them that. Uh, yeah, they they like a revenge narrative. Anyway, so this movie so guinea pigs. <laughs> back to the guinea pigs. They're breaking into Bill Knightley's house to steal a file where he's having a business meeting. And upstairs, there's a computer with a file called Cluster, Cluster Storm. Storm. Operation Cluster Storm. That's his project. And they need to steal it. And so they do eventually steal this file. So and they download the file. And as the file is... To a PDA. Is, yes, to a PDA. Which I had explained to my kids. It's like a smartphone without the phone part. Right. And they were totally fine with that because I realize now that the phone part is not what they understand a phone like, to literally be. Like, literally, my, my, they've never seen my phone make a call. <laughs> like, no, that's They've not. seen my phone like... Look up recipes on Google, or like figure out which episode of the Backyardigans has <laughs> this in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but they yes. don't. Yeah, it's not how that works. So anyway, they were very willing to accept the concept. They were like, of the "Oh, phone, cool phone part, cool, no problem." Yeah. And so they, um, and so they steal the plans. They upload them. They get out of there, and they go back. So as he's downloading the plans, he was like, "Oh, wait." This is a plan for like, oh, like complete destruction of the human race. Yeah. Like the the guinea pig figures that out. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh shit! Like I got I got to tell my boss about this." Okay. First off, if you're a guinea pig, what do you care about the human race? Why do you give two fucks? Like, I mean, have you seen what humans are doing to guinea pigs right now? If they're not eating them, they're just keeping them in boxes, usually right. alone. Which is really cruel if you're a guinea pig. Right, guinea, guinea pigs, pigs are, are very social animals. You need at least two two guinea pigs. So, yeah, if you've got one guinea pig, you're a monster. No, not really. I mean, kind of. But maybe. Anyway, I'm not judging you. But like, I mean, I don't know. We don't pig. have any guinea pigs. Yeah, which I think is the best number of guinea pigs. The zero. Yes. But anyway, so, like, if you're a guinea pig and you find out that the world, like, all humans are about to die, you should just be like... Yeah, okay, cool. But, like, they're real attached to their keeper, Ben, who, like, rescued all of them. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. And, like, genetically engineered them to yeah. be better. Honestly, I'm a little attached to Zach Galifianakis, but no. It's just the beard. It is. We're kindred spirits. Yeah. Maybe. I think we get along. I mean... He's awkward and weird, and I am also awkward and weird. And sure. He's very talented, and I also want to be very <laughs> talented. Yeah, I also like money. So, so yeah. Anyway, so they steal the plans. They send it back to the base. They escape. It's a whole 
escape scene. Right. And they get back to the base and they're going through the info when the, like, black suit FBI folks show up. Right. Who is Will Arnett. And two other And people I don't know. No, they're not important. But uh, they show up. But my kids recognize Will Arnett from the Lego Masters uh, Mm -hmm. show. Which, by the way, is a great show. You should watch the Lego Masters show. It's fantastic. You should watch Lego Masters on Hulu. So, um, they, he shows up and he's like, this whole thing's a waste. It's a joke. What are you even doing? And they find out that he stole the plans from Ben, Ben Knightley. And they're just like, he's like, you did what? You did a mission without my permission? Right. Like, like that's really bad. But which also. Which is true. Which is true. So like, they go through the tech and he's like, there's this tech and there's this tech and there's this tech where you can hear them talk. And he's like, what up, bro? And they're like, shit. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, but we did this first mission and things went okay. And he was like, wait, you did a mission? Like, you can't just do missions. Like, that's not how the FBI works. Which, I'm not in the FBI, but I can imagine that's also not how the FBI works. Exactly. I think, (laughs) yeah, that's fair. I feel like Will Arnett was completely founded in his, like... Critique of, like... Critique of this, uh... You understand you need a warrant to go into other people's houses. Right. You can't just be like, well, I have this tech, so... It's okay. Like, I didn't go in. I sent in a guinea pig. That doesn't make it better. Right. With, like, parachutes and... Uh... Uh, train guinea pig <laughs> is... I mean, if they're conscious and they can talk, do we have to consider them an agent? Like, there's all yeah, kinds of... Yeah, I think so. Moral... They're, like, they're sentient. So he's going to shut down the program. Right. Until they can figure out what the fuck is going on, I think. Right. He's going to shut down the program indefinitely. And, um kill all of the yes guinea pigs because he's like well i mean if they can talk through the through the intercom or whatever yeah then they're culpable mm-hmm. and we need we need no trace right so they're gonna nuke it for more of it and so the guinea pigs start to escape they get outside of the they are shot through a tube it's like those pneumatic um like those bank tubes yeah bank tubes <laughs> and they get so they out have a Bank tubes. They have like five five bank tubes. Right. To shoot their whole team out through the lab. Just they have like case. three, but there's like just, five animals, but they, they just, use three tubes. They it's just had it. Well, I mean, yeah, but they use like two tubes twice. Yeah. And so they get out while the FBI guys are trying to shut down and collect all the animals. Right. And the one lady in the lab who like kind of has a crush on Zach Galifianakis. There's but, like, a little Literally nothing screen. ever comes of that. No, no. We're not going to address um, that. She says she has like an empty cage. She's like, they're invisible. Like, they're stealth hamsters. They're stealth hamsters. They have like this like cool, like, you know, cloaking technology so you can't see them. And they're like. That, seem, that seems made up. And the one guy's like, but we did hear, like, hamsters talk today. <laughs> so, so, maybe. And so they, so the the guinea pigs escape with the mm-hmm. mole. The with mole the mole. Nicholas the mole Cage and mole, the guinea pigs. Uh, escape and end up on the loading dock where they're able to hide amongst, like, some supplies that were coming in from a pet store. Okay. Meanwhile, the FBI is like, no, nothing's coming in. We've got this place locked down. So if you have stuff, you have to take it back. Like, we're you can't come in here. And the guy's like, fine, fuck you guys. I don't get paid enough for this shit. Right. Which, that is 100% true. Yeah. So he just, like, turns around and heads back to the pet store. And they sneak onto his truck. Yeah, they snuck onto his truck inside of a, like, pet carrier. Mm-hmm. And so he gets there and he's just got, like, you know, three gerbils and a mole and a pet carrier. Like, 
Didn't leave with him. Now he has him. Whatever. No questions and the, asked. And the people who own the pet store are like, whatever. Like, just, just put, put him, him in the, in the thing. cage. Yeah, maybe someone will adopt them. And so then they've got to figure out. They're like, all right, so we have to go back. We have to we have to find the file. We have to save our buddy. We have to save the world. Like, that's their whole goal. But they have to escape first. And so their plan is to, like, get adopted and then maybe escape from there. Like Right. The mole decides that he's going to play dead because... A mouse died last week and they just buried him in the backyard. And he's like, once I'm underground, then yeah. like, I'm as good as free. I'm as good as free. And so they're trying to get us. They're trying to escape. Meanwhile, they meet two new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a hamster who is voiced by... Steve Buscemi. Steve fucking Buscemi. Who's real neurotic. He's like a neurotic hamster who is like maybe part ferret. And I'm going to save you this. He's basically Steve Buscemi as a <laughs> hamster. <laughs> Basically, Steve Buscemi in everything yeah. is this hamster. And Steve Buscemi, no it was offense. Not, it was not a reach. He may be part ferret. Right. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that's a Wasn't bad thing. Wasn't he like the weasel in uh, Zootopia? No, that was Alan Tudyk. Oh, that was Alan Tudyk. Yeah. But uh, so he's in this and there's another guinea pig they meet up with who's the Fabs, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Right, John Favreau. I pointed that out, and our oldest was like, oh, I know that guy. From The Mandalorian. From The Mandalorian. He's been watching <laughs> From the, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian special features. Because <laughs> of course he has, because he's my kid. Right, and I was like, yeah, from The Mandalorian special features, nothing else. Don't look up anything else he did. <laughs> no, please no. Gosh, no. You're not old enough. But, I mean, if he's doing stuff like G-Force, maybe there's lots of stuff that he can enjoy him in. So, the Tracy Morgan G-Force, or the Tracy Morgan guinea pig and the Penelope Cruz guinea pig get adopted. Yes, by one family. By one family, which is convenient and plot convenient Mm -hmm. and also whatever. You know, if you were, you know, they're social creatures, so that's fine. Sure. Also, let me just tell, can we have an aside about Penelope Cruz's... Penelope Cruz's guinea pig guinea lady. Pig lady. Yeah. She is not okay. She's emotionally manipulative. She's very emotionally manipulative. So uh, there's this thing where she tells the one guinea pig that she's into the other guinea pig. She tells the other guinea pig that she's into the like third guinea pig. Yeah. You know. She just basically has them all like chasing, trying right. to one up the other like, guinea pigs. You're not going to be interested in me unless I'm unavailable. So I'm unavailable because I'm interested in this person. And uh, she tells that person, like, hey, I just said that so that I would, like... So they would try to pursue me. Yeah. Like, it's it's this whole thing. And it's very problematic. And I do not... It's very confusing. It's very confusing. It's a very wrong way of Maybe at... she doesn't want to be with anybody. And she wants them to leave her the fuck alone. And they will not. Otherwise. Maybe so. Maybe that's part of it. But Maybe they're just like constantly catcalling her and she was like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Yeah. I'm not interested in you. Oh, well then who are you interested in? Well, I'm interested in this guy right. over here. Because like, have you ever been at a bar and like had to make up a fake boyfriend so that the guy leaves you alone? You have not. No, I haven't. Have I been the fake boyfriend? I don't know. Have you? <laughs> I, I have. So I've been, I mean, I've been the like. You know, help this girl get out of a situation because the dude doesn't respect the no from a girl, but he does from a guy. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry. Sorry. I feel really bad about my gender in this case, but like, I can at least least (laughs) use my privilege to help 
as opposed to be a douchebag. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Are you okay? Do I need to call you an Uber? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I can, I have a little bit of leverage and I'm sorry. Right. Right. So like, maybe that's it. Maybe they were just like pre this movie, they were just like fucking terrible to her. And she was like, I'm not interested in a relationship. I'm clearly pursuing my career. I'm a professional gerbil. But you will not listen to me. You know, that's not enough for you. I have to like have a man because my self worth because my worth in your eyes is defined by how you see me around other people. Right. So like maybe that's it. Maybe maybe it is, but it comes off very wrong. Weird. It comes off weird. It does come off weird. So they go off, and um, the main gerbil. By the way, we haven't used any of their names. His name is <laughs> His Darwin. Name is Darwin. He is. Left with the John Favreau gerbil guinea pig. Sorry, I keep Who's saying that. Harvey. Harvey, who should have been the hamster. Yes. See also Weird Al Yankovic's seminal hit, Harvey the Wonder <laughs> Hamster. You'll know right. it. Google it. Oh, Alexa will play it for you. This week, my kids didn't know the verb parody, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> they called it Weird Aling. <laughs> it's like when you Weird Al something when you change the words to make it funny. And I was like, oh, that's a word. That's not Weird Aling. I'm sure Weird Al would appreciate that you just verbed his name <laughs> to mean parody. But, you know, good for you. Good for you. So he's got to escape. And he, the hamster basically betrays them and drops them out of a trap door. And so they're dumped onto the floor and have to leave. And then find their way to the other two ha- gerbils, guinea mm-hmm. pigs, things, rodents, whatever you are. Right. And somehow meet back at Zach Galifianakis' house. Right. They all meet back at Zach Galifianakis' house, except for the mole. The mole. Who, who is playing dead. dead and then was put in a garbage truck. And instead smooshed. of Yeah, and smooshed instead of the being buried. And so Zach Galifianakis is like, okay, cool. I got everybody back. You guys are good. We can do this. Right. And then decides to, like, drop the bomb on them that, like, hey... Remember how I told you that you were all, like, genetically engineered to be, like, better than regular guinea pigs? You're actually just regular guinea pigs. Like, you just have enough training and enough resources. Like, any fucking guinea pig can do your job. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) And instead of, like. Yeah. He's like, but I wanted you to feel special. But I feel like if you're about to die, you need to know that you're not special. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, why. there's like this whole conversation to be had about like white privilege and you're like, oh, we're better because of our genetics. And you're like, no, you're better because you had a lot of fucking funding <laughs> and interest and government interest in your success. Right. It's right. not actually because you're good. It's just because you had all of the luck of where you like you we found at a a pet stop and you we found in like ecuador getting ready to be tacos and like you guys aren't special you're just lucky and i'm like there's a lesson there i mean yeah yeah i don't know why at that point he felt the need to tell them that Yeah, i don't know why either it seems like the wrong moment but Mm -hmm. here we are so they were all dejected and he was like but i wanted you to like Believe in yourselves, because I knew if you believed in yourself, like, you could accomplish anything. Yeah. And Harvey, the uh, one hamster, John Favreau, who's, like, from Pet Shop, is like, uh, but you, like, used the stars like a map, and you, like, got me back here, and you did all this other shit. Like, do you know who else could do that? Literally three other people. Hamsters. Well, gerbils. And guinea pigs. Yes. Guinea pigs. <laughs> and they're all in this room. Like. Yeah. It's like, you guys are fucking awesome. 
He's like, well, like, I, I guess that. we are awesome. Yeah. Like, let's take down this evil millionaire. So they hatch the plan that they're going to attack the millionaire because something's going to happen with this cluster storm. Yes, the cluster storm is just going to, like, go off in, like, whatever, a certain amount of time. There's just, like, a countdown. Right. And when it goes off, they had already been attacked by one coffee maker because what it does... Okay, so Harvey and Darwin, Darwin right. are, like, going, I don't know, somewhere. They're going from the pet shop to Zach Galifianakis' house. Right, and they just dis- distracted by a William Simona. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. I mean, truly. You're like, ooh, look at that bowl. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I would be like a fine, fine fine-ass lady if I had that bowl. Um, You're a fine-ass lady already. Thank you. But they see this coffee maker, and they're like, I gotta figure this out. Hey, that's the logo from the guy that we're trying to break down. Right. So they sneak inside the William Simona, and in the glass case of the display, they're like, inside the coffee maker, like, pulling it apart. And uh, Darwin's inside the coffee maker pulling it apart, and Harvey's supposed to, like, keep watch. But he's also, like, inside. Yeah, it's not the... really clear how he sh- this Like, works. he should have been outside, or right. whatever. That's usually how lookouts work. Right, but he was, like, inside with him. Um, and he, pu- he pulls it out, and there's this chip. And he was like, oh, this chip is the thing that's in all of... It's the cluster storm <laughs> Yeah, storm this thing. is the cluster storm thing. I gotta get this chip back to... Uh, my lab person, Ben, yeah. Zach Galifianakis. And he tries to pull the chip out, like unhook it or whatever. Yeah. And then the thing freaks the fuck out. Turns into a killer robot. T- killer robot tarantula. Yeah, it's got legs and it's lasers. Right. And it's shooting at them. It's a, co- and- it's a coffee machine. Yeah. It's like a fancy espresso-y coffee machine. So I want to point out, when Keurig... Mm-hmm. Uh, introduced Keurig 2.0. They had a special set of cups that had, like, barcodes on them mm-hmm. that had, like, custom programming stuff so the system would know how, what to do with the cups and all that. And the pe- people figured out how to hack those things <laughs> in about eight hours. Right. Right. All took, day. They took no time at fucking all for people to be like, oh, this is how you defeat these things and how you, mm-hmm. you get cheap coffee and you can use... Yeah, like, it took no time at all. You can buy them on Amazon. Mm -hmm. They're fine. People would not not notice that their coffee maker was also a homicidal robot. (laughs) They wouldn't be like, oh, there seems to be legs in here. I guess the overly complicated plan is to, like, unite all of the appliances together to defeat the humans, when really all they would need to do is, like, have their their coffee maker extract all caffeine from coffee. Yeah, like, (laughs) Like, that would bring humanity to a grinding halt. Bring humanity to its knees. (laughs) I don't know, guys. I just don't feel like I just it. feel so tired. Guys, I'm just going to go. I'm going to call it half a day. I'm right. just, I'm not feeling it. I don't know why. Probably like five cups of coffee. I'm just Right. It's just like none of it's working. Coming down with something, a headache. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Truly. That would be the downfall Truly, of like, all humanity. Secretly removing all of the caffeine from all of the coffee makers. Or just like, don't work. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was at work and our coffee maker died, I'd be like, I don't have coffee. Right. Uh, that happened to me at work, and I, like, left work, and I went to Walmart, and I bought a new coffee maker. Yeah, and you're like, here's the receipt. Here's the receipt. Thank me later. <laughs> well, we, we had our coffee It was, ma- like, 
down for hours. Our coffee maker here died and we had to get a new one. We did. Um, because we haven't been using our coffee maker every day in and out for like, yeah. like months. Mm-hmm. So like it was like 10 years old and it finally died because we were using it every day. And we, you know, fortunately we had some other backup coffee production methods. We did. Like French presses and, and pour the espresso pours. And, and, yeah. Yeah. We got kind of hipster for a little bit. Like we have, we have a lot of options. Yeah. It kind of embarrassing. We really like caffeine. Yeah. It's a, it's our drug of choice. That and alcohol. Mm -hmm. I mean, one in the morning, one in the evening. I'm so drunk right now and I'm also not drunk enough for this fucking movie. Fair enough. (laughs) But anyway, so the machine tries to kill them and they're like, I think this is the plan. And it turns out that is the plan. Like Mm -hmm. these, all of the appliances are going to turn into robots and kill yes. humanity. One giant bipedal transformer-like Well, I think it's, I mean, robot. it's locally combining into... Right, each bipedal. household. Each yeah. household's uh, stuff. Which, again, as someone who owns no less than eight Alexas... Look, that's, that's way more than people in our house. Yeah, like, I get that being a thing. Like, you know, if you count our washing machine, our refrigerator, our dishwasher, our oven, our, our microwave, our thermostat, our... Um, Alexas, our, mm-hmm, you know, computers, our TVs, our PlayStations, like all the electronical things, if they could suddenly turn into some sort of transformer robot, we would be so fucked. We would. Because they outweigh us by like 10 to 1. <laughs> like, not, I mean, also my kids are so tiny. Right. They're help. very, they're very small. They're not children. helping at all here. And so they, they're huge. There's a huge strength to weight discrepancy and i mean i couldn't fight a washer washers are real fucking heavy you heard here folks that's the context right here (laughs) i couldn't fight a washer i couldn't but i mean a dryer maybe like they're yeah well washers have those like like they have like concrete blocks mm -hmm. in them yeah to weight them to the ground washers are washers are a mess yeah so they're trying to figure out how to stop it and they've got to get back into um into Ben Knightley's house to deploy a virus that's going to turn it all off. Right, so, okay, they take the broken coffee robot back to Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, he's able to kind of... And he's like, what do we do? And he was like, I don't know. Like, the the virus that's in the encrypted software you pulled off, because he pulled off the plan. Darwin pulled off the plan. Um, And he was like, I know I downloaded the right file. And he's like, I don't know. It's all encrypted by this crazy virus. And I can't do anything about it. And he's like, well, if the virus is so bad, maybe you could just put the virus into the, whatever. Into the network. Into the network and kill all the things. Like, that might work. Of course it'll work. So they go on one last mission. Yeah. And so they're breaking into Ben Knightley's house to upload the virus. And as they're doing it, a voice from the past rings out. Because it's Nick Cage. His mole character didn't die in the back. He didn't die. Turns out his parents were killed by humans mm-hmm. in a mole trap. And his father's last fucking words yes. were, get revenge on all humans. Right. It was basically, if you can find a way to bring humanity to its knees, do it. That was his father's last words. On his on his death mole trap. Cage. <laughs> Cage. And so Nicolas Cage has been orchestrating this whole thing. He's been impersonating the partner for Ben Knightley's corporation. Right. The secret, the secret partner for, uh, the silent partner for Ben Knightley's corporation he's never met. 
Uh, he only ever hears him on video chat, not like sees him on video chat. Right. Turns out it was because he's not human. Because he's a mole. A literal mole. And so he was the one that was responsible for uploading all the programming. And yeah. And so he's in the basement of this house because of course he is. Right. That'd be way too inconvenient if he was literally anywhere else on the planet. Right. And so he's he's starting this program and he builds himself this giant mech suit of doom that made, he uses. Made of just like toasters and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all like washing machines and toasters and refrigerators. I think there might be a car in there, but. Sure. He it's starts, like, let's, let's go full Transformers. This is a Jerry Bruckheimer film. It so. is. <laughs> um, and so he starts attacking and just busting things up. Right. And, and Darwin, uh, is like, you can't do that. You can't murder all the humans. Like, what about some good humans? And he was like, fuck humans. <laughs> like, I've got one good human. It's not even worth it. Right. And yeah. And he's, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, they, yeah. And so there's this huge battle scene inside the mech. And it's just ridiculous. And it's completely impossible to follow because... God bless you, Jerry Bruckheimer. There's also like a chase scene at some point where they're in little hamster balls. Oh, yeah. That's when they got to go from, they've got to go from Ben's house to Bill Knightley's house. Right, and the feds are following them. The feds are following them. And so they're in these like hamster balls running through the streets at like 65 miles an hour. And somehow that makes sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. But then they get to the house and then that's when the battle scene happens. It's so confusing and hard to follow. I mean, I was pretty drunk I was for most of this Relatively movie. sober. I was the sober parent for this. It didn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any sense sober or drunk. <laughs> There's just It just doesn't work. Right. Okay, so the FBI comes in because the FBI is following the right. uh, Guinea pigs. They the get trounced the by pigs. the mech. They get trounced by the mech. The FBI comes in and they arrest Bill Knightley. Well, after... Did they arrest him before? Yes. Oh, yeah. That... They arrest him before and they're like, you're under arrest for trying to murder literally everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what What are you talking about? I just want to make money. And he's like, I can't make money if everyone's dead. It's like not economics 101. Yeah. And he was like, which is true. It is true. <laughs> And, and he's so, like, turns out your silent partner uh, was trying to kill everybody. Is trying to kill everybody. And, and he was like, huh. Oh, that makes sense. That's weird. And so that's when that's when the mole reveals himself and then like forms mm-hmm. the mech. And there's another battle scene. And what it ends up happening is that the Darwin has to get up to the top of the mech yes. to attack the mole, to knock him out of the pilot seat. While the virus uploads in the PD, it's a whole. It's very none convoluted. of it makes any fucking sense. And at the end of the time, they get they get control of the Mac. They knock the the mole out. He's captured because mm-hmm. of course he doesn't die. Because right? Because be why would you want to die? Why would you want to die? It's a kids' film. And they shut down the program by uploading the virus, and everybody's safe. I do imagine off screen like. There was like a good 20 minutes when those robots were running amok all over right. the world. All over LA. Like, uh, no, I think it was a global thing. They oh, just didn't yes. have a budget to show anything. But nice. like, you know, suburban Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be thousands, if not like tens or hundreds of thousands of dead. Oh, yeah. 
Like, I mean, if if my room, if my house turned on me and was motivated, it would take two minutes. But yeah. Like, it would. It maybe, would, maybe 10. If maybe we're 10 real tops. Scrappy, but like. Yeah. In 20 minutes, damage is done. Yeah. It's over. And so I don't. Yeah. It just. I feel like there there is a global apocalypse that happened off screen. Right. And while the gerbils like, were Meh. fighting in a mech. That is just not addressed properly. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know, kind of ends. There's the denouement of like, oh, like, you know, Will Arnett's like, well, I guess you guys are pretty useful after all. Right. And and, and Will Arnett got like transferred to like the South Pole. Yeah. For punishment. Yep. For not trusting these gerbils. Right. And then, yeah, because apparently that was the wrong choice. Like when you meet sentient gerbils. Is- right. Well, I think it, the sentient gerbils wasn't the problem. The problem was going... On a non, uh, yeah, I guess, like a, a non-approved mission, just like being a renegade, like right. that's not cool. But yet, Zach Eflamnakis gets like promoted because of that, and all the gerbils get made special agents, right? And they get little badges, tag. and I don't know how the badges attach to their little gerbil fur. I imagine they're like hair clips, that's but even what... so, yeah, still, I mean, might not be comfy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just gerbil. I don't know. Them. I don't know. Maybe they clip to the ears. No, that would be that would be uncomfortable too. Maybe they have like a velcro. Yes. Magnetic. I mean, sure. Lasting. I don't know. And and the, um, the one dribble that wasn't actually part of the team originally, the John Favreau dribble. Harvey. Again, they're guinea pigs, not dribbles. Yes, they're guinea Harvey, pigs. Harvey, the non-hamster, mm-hmm. um, gets adopted as like instead of a special agent, he's got a tag that says rookie. Yes. If you were an FBI agent and you had an actual badge that said rookie on it. Right. No one would take you seriously. No one would take you seriously. But they're gerbils or. Guinea pigs. Guinea pigs. Nobody takes them seriously anyway. Fair enough. So, but they do leave it up as like, and now that you can, you're official agents, you can like do all kinds of cool stuff and take on the dangers of the world. Like. Yeah. We really, really want a sequel. Yeah, they did. They did set it up like a sequel. As far as I know. Thankfully, no sequel. No sequel. They did have a video game. They did have a video game, um, which is I've never played. Which is saying something. Like if I have not played this video game, that's not because <laughs> I played. It came a lot out with for very very many platforms. Oh yeah, it was like, a broad spectrum blast of like please play our game, mm-hmm. uh, which usually indicates that it's pretty bad because it's like lowest common denominator right it's like play it on all the things please please we made it really simple so we can port it really super easy so but it's just man it's awful i mean like normally i like to point out plot holes in movies but like this whole movie is a fucking net like there's there's just there's less plot than holes right there's just a thin thin line of plot between all of the holes it's really bad. It's also, really bad. there's so much black eyed peas. There is. We didn't even just we didn't even tap on that. So this movie came out in 2009. 2009, which is uh, when I got a feeling topped the charts for 26 weeks. I mean, half of 2009. Fergie is so 2008, and everyone else is so 2000 and late. But this is later than 2008, so mm-hmm. this is greater than Fergie. I don't know. Anyway, so. Half the soundtrack is Black Eyed Peas, mm-hmm. which, again, this is like a Sony product. 
Right. So there's Sony Records. There was Mabel, also some Flow Rider featuring Nelly Furtado. Yes, <laughs> Nelly Furtado, who is famous for doing, uh, that like. Was uh, she responsible for the bop bop bop? No, no, the, no. Oh, okay, that was. Oh, maybe. No, in, no, that was Jessica. No. Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa that Carlton. was Vanessa Carlton. In the Black Eyed Peas version. No. Or no in the uh, Counting Crows version. <laughs> the Counting version. Crows version of Big Yellow Taxi. Big Yellow Taxi. Yeah, that was awful and unnecessary. I have oh. a version without that and it's better. Um, That's important. It is important because I'm cool. Sure. But we, um, but they, yeah, I don't know. Nelly Fortado was that torn? No. 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 That was like that broken that window open up with the whatever, uh, unwritten. Ah, yes, unwritten. That's her, I think. Maybe. Maybe we don't do a Google, guys. We don't really research <laughs> everything on here. But it was not. But yeah, so much black eyed peas in uh this particular movie. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, there's a combo of um Jesse McCartney and um. And Ludacris, Ludacris did that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, also, we have we watch things with the subtitles on because I'm like half deaf, right? Um, and the subtitles were like so amazingly specific about the music. Yes, like at one point, like there's classical music, and like normally you would just hear like classical, classical music, music plays, yeah. but it's like no, it's O Fortuna by the London Symphony Orchestra and Richard, Richard Hickox, and you're like. <laughs> That doesn't help. Be specific. Very, very specific on what exact, what that is. And like at one point they were like, this is, you know, the, such is a song remixed by so-and-so. And you're like, I, I mean, if yeah. I am deaf to the point that I need you to tell me what song is playing. Right. That does not make a difference to me of what, what is happening. But thank you. I yeah. appreciate. Very, very specific subtitles. Um, yeah. But again, this is Sony who probably have to do that for their music. Maybe. Oh, fuck. What the fuck did we learn from this movie? Uh, guys, Will Arnett is in so many shitty kids movies. Yeah, he is. I was really, I, I was surprised not to see James Masters in this one. Oh, so surprised that Zach Galifianakis was not just like secretly replaced by James. James Marston. Marston. Sorry. James Marston is a different character. Anyway, I don't James Marston. Uh, James Marston. Um, yeah, that would have been good. Uh, there's something about family is what you make it, maybe? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit about, like, you make your own family. But, like, that's, like, every movie ever. Yes. Full of desperate weirdos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, this movie was so bad. Just so, so bad. Like, it can't even be funny about it, because, like... I don't even know what happened. <laughs> it's such a train wreck. It's amazing, you guys. You need to watch this. No, you don't. I mean, Please you don't do. need Please to, but if you want don't. to, go for it. It's out there on Disney Plus, just waiting for you. Yes, well, Arnett, I'm sure it gets paid for. Zach Alphanakis. Little bits. Little bits. I think Zach's on more than Will, so maybe mm-hmm. he's got a maybe. little more. <sighs> but anyway. That's all. That's all I can really say about this film. Like this is just—it's such a wild train wreck. I can't it, even it explain is, it. It is wild. So, anything else? That's it. That's all. Yeah. All right. Tapping out. Tapping out. All right. Well, that's all I got too. So, uh, all of you out there, please 
parent responsibly. Please parent responsibly. Stay safe.